0: Hey folks, welcome to the Socially Challenged Podcast. I'm Chris Timms, and I am your host. And it is February 4th, 2019. Thanks again for listening. And uh, yeah, this is one of my random uh, thought episodes. I don't know, random rambles. I don't know what I'm going to call these. But basically what I'm going to try to do is once a week uh sit down and at least for 30 minutes just talk and um i find my struggle with doing the podcast is being a comedian i generally i'm talking to an audience and you get that instant reaction back and I, i'm struggling or I, I at least find it difficult to uh just kind of sit here and talk to myself it's kind of weird <clears throat> excuse me and uh Yeah, so I'm trying to get used to that. So this is what I'm going to do. This is my exercise to do that. It's to just randomly talk for half an hour at least once a week. And then there's also going to be some uh, conversations uh, with my lady friend that's going to be coming out. And uh, what else do I got? I'm working on a series uh, of episodes for the podcast that I'm calling like uh, audio articles because I'm an ass. And uh, I don't like the word blog. Or vlog, and uh, it's not really a podcast. I guess it kind of is, but uh, I mean, I'm going to be putting out through the podcast. But basically, what I'm doing is I'm writing these like articles, things, um, various topics, uh, things that are social issues, things that are probably insignificant, just things that I have thoughts and opinions on. And I'm writing these up these little pieces, which I'll put on the website. But, like audiobooks, I'm going to uh, release the audio of them, you know. Uh, I just, I've been getting into the Audible, and I know sometimes you just don't have time to sit down and read things. Uh, so why not have a listen? Uh, they won't be very long, but uh, hopefully they'll be entertaining and informative. Uh, but I guess we'll see what happens uh, in that regard. Um, yeah, What else? getting a lot of fucking snow, I'm not sure where you guys live in the world, but here in Canada, in Ottawa, we've had uh, the snowiest January in history, I believe something like 26 out of the 31 days in January we got dumped with fucking snow, and uh, I gotta gotta be honest with you, I've lived in Canada all my life, and uh, I think I'm done, I think I'm done with all this fucking snow, and this cold, I did these shows in Kingston a couple weeks ago, and it was minus 40 degrees like you can't have thoughts in minus 40 degrees um i trying to get to the con- like here's the thing that i hate about minus 40 degrees is i don't deal with um cold and temperatures uh, very well um so like I, I tend to like, I, I'll get shivers. Like, the cold goes right into my bones, you know? And then I'll, I'll start shaking and I'll start shivering. And then I go to go do these shows, and I don't want to go on stage shivering and people think you're fucking nervous or something. Like, it's ridiculous. So I end up wearing, like, fucking jogging pants under my jeans and three shirts on stage. You try to look normal. Like, I don't want to look like a fucking marshmallow man or anything. But. I got to keep the layers, I got to keep warm because this, this weather is is absolutely ridiculous. So then we got more snow the past couple days, and then yesterday they were calling for snow, but we got fucking hail, and rain, and sleet, and just made a real fucking mess of things. And then today again, we're getting some more rain, and I think tomorrow they're calling for more rain, and then more snow for the rest of the week. Like, the weather, it has no idea... What the fuck is going on? They're calling for uh, thunder snow, like a fucking cut few weeks ago. Thunder snow. It doesn't even make sense. Anyway, that's how I feel about the weather. It is draining me. I want to go out and do things. And people are like, oh, hey, go to Winterlude, which is this outdoor festival we have going on here in Ottawa. Uh, it's supposed to get people out in the wintertime, but fuck that. I uh, I'm going to stay where it's nice and warm. And, uh, you know, I guess I'll just deal with that, with the fact that it sucks outside right now, and, uh, you know, like, I'd like to go run some errands, but I don't have a car, so I gotta walk, and, uh, you know, I can do the errands that are, like, pretty relatively close to my place, but still, it's not pleasant. You're outside for, like, two minutes, and you're soaking wet and freezing cold, um, People who settled here, I don't know. We need, we need to, we need to have a talk. I, I just, there's a bad decision. Um, I wish I was there in the voting because I would have voted no. But uh, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I got free health care, so I guess I can't complain. You kind of have to when you live in a place like Canada where it gets this fucking cold and you get this much fucking snow. You have to have free care, because every goddamn person is sick, or gets sick. Or gets the cold or the flu. You live in California where it's always goddamn sunny. If you get a cold, you're an asshole. It's your own fucking fault. You know? Um, But yeah, you you can't live in this climate and then expect people to pay for their medical bills because, you know, we'd be the poorest country in the fucking world. You just have like... We'd I know people in America think we actually live in igloos, but if we had to pay for our own health care with this fucking temperature, we'd end up having to live in igloos because we wouldn't be able to afford fucking rent or whatever. Anyway, that, that's what I feel about the cold. Oh, man, this is ridiculous. So, you know, like I said, I'm trying to get used to just talking to myself uh, about things, you know. It was the Super Bowl yesterday. I didn't watch it. I don't give a fuck. Um, I would say I hate Tom Brady, that, but that would imply that I give a fuck. I just, um, I don't know. Everything I've seen him in in interviews, or he's sharing his opinions. Uh, I think he's a fucking. Uh, I think I have farts with more substance, you know. Uh, but I guess he, you know he's a good football player, so I guess he doesn't have to have to have any kind of personality or anything. Um, <laughs> So yeah. Anyway, congrats to the Patriots. Uh, you guys won again. Yay! I guess. It's, you know, whatever the thirteen-three, the score of the Super Bowl is. And like I said, I didn't watch it, but it, at that, it's the lowest scoring Super Bowl ever. So you know, you know, it wasn't an exciting game to watch. That's all I'm saying. I'm personally, I'm more of a hockey guy, but you know. Even my hockey world right now is is fucked. At least for me, being an Ottawa Senators fan. But um, I do what I do with hockey is I have a, a team. Like like I'm not going to be one of those people that, are, that are jump ship. Like the Ottawa Senators, for as big of a tire fire as they are, they are my team. I'm from Ottawa. I'm going to support the hometown guys as best as I can. I'm not going to support the owner, but if I can support the team um, without lining his pockets, I will certainly do that. Um, but I like to have an East Coast team and a West Coast team, so I usually uh, cheer for Vancouver on the West Coast, and they were kind of in a, a weird limbo for a little while, not sure what was going on. But now you got some young players there. Elias Pettersson is kicking ass. Uh, you got Brock Besser. Thatcher Demko is coming up to to play in between the pipes, and I think they got a lot of promise out there in Vancouver. Whereas here in Ottawa, it looks like we're trading everybody away. Looks like Stone's going to be gone. Duchesne's going to be gone. Uh, CeCe, which he should have been traded fucking years ago. CeCe is like the worst defenseman. I know anyone who's listening to this who doesn't listen to hockey is probably like, you're an asshole, Chris. Why are you talking about hockey? But, again, it's my podcast, and I'm talking about things that I know how to talk about to make me feel comfortable and get used to talking to myself for this fucking podcast, Okay. And right now, we're talking about the Sens and that Cody Ceci is a shit defense. And, you know, he was had a lot of value, like, th- three, four years ago, uh, even two years ago. It was, like, 2016. Here's the thing. Is so, like, when people get fired in the NHL, like Peter Chiarelli, the general manager of the Oilers, got fired, stories start to come out because he starts to talk to people. And fucking in 2016, he was going to trade Taylor Hall for Cody Ceci, but Ottawa was like, No! And just hearing that, knowing that, makes me believe Pierre Dorian, the uh, GM for the Ottawa Senators, has to be probably the worst general manager in all of the NHL. Um, maybe next to Peter Shirelli uh, after his fiasco in Edmonton. But I still like Shirelli. And I think um, I think if Pierre was in Edmonton, he would have ruined that team even worse. Um, it's insane what's happening here uh, granted it's largely fueled by an owner who uh has no business owning a team it's funny because i think it goes into that a bit of that like entitledness that uh, you know entitlement that we all uh have nowadays because like I think of, like, the restaurant industry and when people were, like, we are raising the minimum wage in Ontario and restaurant owners were like, oh, my God, I won't be able to keep my restaurant open if I pay, pay people a fair wage and I won't be able to do this and that, And uh, I was like, well, you know, not everyone has, the, you know, should own a restaurant. Like, just because you want to do something doesn't mean you have the right to do it. I'm sorry. But you have to have the means, the skill, and the ability as well. And uh, for this guy, so, sure, maybe he had the means and the ability when he first bought the Nash, uh, the Ottawa Senators. But Eugene Melnick is a tire fire in and of himself. Uh, the man has been uh, he was brought up on charges by the FCC. He's banned from being the CEO of any public traded company for however many years because of shady dealings he did with while he was with his uh, other companies. Um, the man just makes really bad business decisions, and he tries to get everything for nothing. And uh, he's ruining uh, this franchise in Ottawa. Just completely ruining it. Without like, If you don't have the means to properly run your team and make it competitive, then sell it to someone who does and move on. If you don't have the means to pay people a living wage and own a restaurant then don't, you shouldn't own a restaurant. Sell it, uh, shut it down, find a different job, find something else. I understand, you know, you want to do your thing, but not everyone can do their thing. Uh, And if you're not going to do it or be able to do it to the best of the ability uh, or the best, um, to the highest levels that it should be done at, then what's the point? Like, I don't know. If I go in for surgery, I want the doctor to, you know, use all the best, latest, you know, treatments and skills on me. I don't want him to be, you know, living in like the fucking 80s or 90s or whatever, you know, which what seems like Eugene Melnick is, is like, yeah, inflation and shit happens, prices go up over the years and uh, you can't, keep expecting to spend the same shit you expend when you first bought the team it's just not how that works you know and now you have this mediation going on because so for anyone that doesn't know here's what happened right it's so the ottawa senators had arguably the best defenseman in all the national heart hockey league we had some we had some pretty great prospects and a, a couple of solid players uh, definitely need some work. We need to bring in some pieces and, and do some retooling and develop some of our younger guys. But we definitely had a good a good base. Um, and then uh, Eric Carlson, who played for us for nine seasons, his contract came up and um, they didn't offer him what was fair market value. That's basically what happened. And um, dragged things on, dragged things on, to the point where our return for him when we eventually traded him was, sure, a lot of pieces, but nothing that's going to blow your mind, you know? Like, nothing that's going to be like, ah, oh, that's that's going to be the ticket down the road that wins us the Stanley Cup. Um, and then there was bullying in the dressing room and all kinds... This is all stuff that's, like, it's it's over with now, but if, there was just so much nonsense to the point where their baby... They had baby... Ottawa Center baby garments that were choking babies. Like, it's... The stuff is just absolutely ridiculous. And then there's all this talk about building a new hockey arena downtown Ottawa because our hockey arena isn't actually in Ottawa. I guess it's in the greater Ottawa now because, you know, districts and things and borders change over time. But it's in Kanata. It's like, you know, half an hour drive or so from the downtown core of Ottawa. Even longer on game nights when you have all the fucking traffic and weather. I was talking about weather. If it snows, it's taking you an hour to get to the fucking game. Uh, And then that's not not thinking about getting home. Then you get to the game, and for one fucking beer, you're looking at almost $13. It's insane. It's ridiculous. So they're like, let's move the team downtown, and it'll be more productive. There's a big plot of land that's been undeveloped since, like, the 70s. Let's fucking do this. And so... There's uh, two groups that came together and put forward these, uh, put forward these proposals. You had uh, these uh, DevCore group from all these guys from the Cirque du Soleil. I'm sure maybe some ladies in there, but they have billions of dollars. They're like, we wanna, we wanna, you know, develop this. And then Eugene Melnick was like, no, if they develop it, I'm not gonna play in that rink. It was like a fucking child. And he's like, I'm not gonna play in someone else's rink. I'm only gonna play in my own rink. So the NCC turns around, and is like, okay, Eugene Melnick and your Rendezvous Le Breton group, you guys get the, you guys get it. So then they're like, great, and then it comes out that, you know, uh, Melnick is gonna sue his partner because his partner is building some condos near where the arena is supposed to be, and there's supposed to be condos involved in the arena deal, and yada yada. So then uh, the other guy starts suing Melnick for a billion dollars, and it's just. It's so they're fighting all over each other, and then meanwhile the Cirque du Soleil guys, the Devcor group, are like, "Hey, we're still here. We got money. Let's. We could build it. Let's do it. Not only could we build this fucking Le Breton flats, we're gonna put in an arena." We're going to put in a Ripley's Believe It or Not museum. We're going to put in condos. We're going to put in a library. We're going to build the world's largest skate park on this land. There's just so much land and so much possibilities, and these guys are like, we're going to make it the the attraction of Ottawa. Like, this is where people are going to want to come or have to come when they come to this city. And, you know, the LeBreton Fats groups like, we're going to put four arenas. We're going to put one NHL arena, and then we're going to have four or five uh, practice arenas we'll have some sort of native memorial which is fine I'm not putting down the native memorials but we're talking about generating tourism and, and money for our economy in here in Ottawa right and money for the team um, and the, you know some residential stuff a a few, a few businesses but look there's not their plan is so bare bones compared to the other guys and not only can the other guys build fucking LeBreton Breton flats they can buy the team. They can, they can do both things and not be strapped for cash at the end of the day. It's insane. It's now with the, the litigation going between Melnick and his partner, it turns out that Melnick didn't have any money to have paid for this uh, development deal, and he was going to completely rely on fucking his partners to pay for everything and then turn around and go, hey, and you know what? Uh, give me a lease on the arena for a dollar a year for the next 30 years. So he's playing in someone else's arena. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Why not go with the guys that have the experience, that have the means? There's not going to be any struggle or conflicts of interest. You're still paying, you're still playing in someone else's arena. Like, it doesn't, anyway. Now they're all sitting down, and apparently the Cirque du Soleil guys have been brought in, and the three groups are now conversing with each other, and we're going to see what happens. But until this owner thing happens or, or gets sorted out the arena and then hopefully maybe he can someone will buy the team off i'm like i'm just hoping someone offers him slightly higher than market value for the team a deal he can't refuse he sells the team and we can all take a deep breath and move the fuck on because oh my god it's insane because now we're going to trade mark stone more than likely we're going to trade matthew shane because melnick doesn't have the money the nine plus million dollars this season to pay these guys or bonus money sitting on hand that he can make it you know um, competitive with other teams, so we're gonna have to trade these guys when we may have a couple weeks to do so. Uh, and, and with Pierre Dorian's track record on trades, they're fucking awful, so it means we're gonna get back a fucking toothpick and a and a fucking I don't know, a mascot. That's what we're, we're gonna get a toothpick and a mascot back for Duchesne and Stone, the way that Pierre Dorian does his goddamn trades. It's ridiculous. Um Anyway, at the end of the day, though, it's a sports team, and I really shouldn't give a fuck, you know? Like, it doesn't affect my life whatsoever, and these people are all making millions of dollars, so who fucking cares? But I am a sports fan, so I guess I care. It's a weird back and forth I have of myself. I'm not sure. Should I care? Or should I not care? I don't know. But I do know this team um, needs a new owner. And so then there's, like, this little part of me being a fan, right, and being someone who obviously cares somewhat um i had this like whole conspiracy theory of, like here's here's how pierre dorian could become the greatest general manager in my eyes um i still think we need another owner that has you know uh deeper pockets before the end of the season but let, let's say that happens let's say you know the cirque de soleil people buy the ottawa senators great now what well if pierre trades Matt Duchesne, Mark Stone, he already traded Carlson, who, by the way, has yet to re-sign with San Jose. So he's going to be restricted, unrestricted free agent at the end of the season, just like Duchesne and Stone. So if he trades now, Duchesne and Stone, brings in a whole bunch of picks and, and prospects, and, um, you know, that'll help the team going forward, and then in the offseason, signs... Duchesne, Stone, and Carlson, he would end up being the greatest general manager of all time. Like, that would have been... There would be a lot of really pissed off people, specifically whoever does deals with Ottawa for Stone, Duchesne, and, well, San Jose. But San Jose fucked them because we traded Mike Hoffman to San Jose, so he'd be furthest away from Ottawa, and then within an hour or whatever, San Jose traded him with Florida, and now he got to see the cocksucker all the time. I'm not saying he sucks cock, but, you know, he's a da- douche, at least... You know, from what I gather, I guess. I don't know. I, I, now I'm definitely rambling because now I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Um, yeah, anyway, the Senators. Let's see what happens. I just know that uh, they're not in a good place. They need some serious work. And um, I'm hoping for the best. But in reality, I think we're not going to get anything for any of these players and Ottawa is going to get moved to Quebec City. That's, that's, that's what I kind of fear. Uh, that's my big fear, I guess. Anyway, um, what else? What are we at here? We're at 21 minutes. Shit, guys, I just talked about hockey for like 20 minutes. I hope it made sense. I hope some of it is, you know, um, informative. Or is it just me randomly bitching about shit? Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. What else we got going on? Oh, I'll be filming a uh, my first cooking show episode uh, tomorrow, which is exciting. Uh, I'm hoping to do two, but if I get one, it's better than nothing. Um, I'm sorry for yawning. It's like 1.30 in the afternoon. I shouldn't be yawning. Grown ass man. <laughs> um, yeah. So, what else, guys? Is there anything else that I should talk about today? Or is you know, twenty two minute podcast a tolerable podcast? Um, I mentioned the cooking show. I mentioned the articles. Uh, I'm going to be in Toronto. Uh, I'm going to be in Toronto. What fucking February? I have it written down here. Um, February twenty first to the twenty fourth. I might actually go up on the 20th and leave on the 25th, but I will be there performing. I got shows the 21st, uh, 22nd, two shows on the 23rd, and a show on the 24th, all at Absolute Comedy uh, Queen and Eglinton in Toronto. Or Young and Eglinton, sorry. God damn it. And um, yeah, so that's gonna be a lot of fun if you guys are in Toronto. Uh, you should come check out that po- uh, podcast, Jesus Christ. You should guys come and check out that show. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm also doing a, a corporate while I'm in Toronto, which is uh, a, a show that I'm, I, I don't know. I got called, I got asked to do this show. It's for 150 naked people. Everyone in the audience is going to be naked. Um, yeah, I'd like to say I'm looking forward to this show, but I'm not entirely sure how I feel about it. Uh, it's exciting. It's going to be different. I know it's going to be no one that I want to see naked. And, um, yeah, it really takes that whole, you know, if you're nervous on stage, pictures are everyone in their underwear thing to a whole other level. Um, but that should be fine. And when that happens, I'll, you know, come on the podcast and tell you guys about all the uh, tits and dicks I saw, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was at Absolute uh, here in Ottawa all last week. Those were great shows. It was a lot of fun. I was in Kingston the week before that. Uh, Paul Langlois, the guitar player of The Tragically Hip, was at one of my shows. Uh, Got to smoke a joy with him afterwards. He really liked the set. It was really awesome. Some annoying broad prevented him from hanging out with us all night. But, hey, you know, you can only win the battles that you can, you're equipped to fight, you know? Um, we We ran into some, there was like, so I told you right it was like minus 40 when I was in Kingston and me and the headliner Joey Elias were standing on this uh, on the the deck of the house that they put us up in and uh, we're smoking joy and this guy is like walking by with his dog it's fucking freezing one we're you know you know you got a problem like when you're outside and minus 40 trying to fucking have a smoke anyway um, we're having our, our smoke and uh, this guy walks by with his dog and Joey's like, oh, nice puppy. And he's like, it's not puppy. She's my bitch. It's like, oh, shit, man. Like, it was very aggressive but hilarious. I was saying to Joey, I'm like, I bet you if he was walking by with his wife and we were like, hey, man, your wife's very beautiful, he'd be like, she's not my wife. She's my whore. (laughs) But, you know, I guess that's Kingston for you. You get all types over there. We had some, uh, uh, the other day before that, um, Joey and Colin, the other com- comedian I was working with, told me they had a woman walk by and yell at them about how the government stole her shoes. So Kingston has some issues. Uh, but that being said, the shows were all really amazing, and they all have a really great sense of humor. They don't think take things so, you know, literally. They're not overly PC, and um, they're just, it's a, there's, it's a lot of fun to perform in Kingston, but I wish I get booked there in the fucking summer sometimes. Because lately I've been there like every fucking January, February. And January, February in Kingston is not fun because there's very little to do in Kingston, and when it's that cold, there's even less. Um. Yeah, and, uh, I, and then I got a bunch of other shows coming up. I think um, if you're listening to this and you're in Ottawa, I'll be in. Uh, Uh, Oh, shit. Let me bring up the calendar here. I'll be here at Absolute Comedy at... uh, Be doing an opener. Mm. God damn it, guys. I think I'm going to have to wrap this podcast up. I'm getting into a yawn fits. Anyway, I'll be doing the opener at Absolute here in Ottawa on the 17th of February. Uh, Kate Davis will be emceeing. I forget who's headlining, but I worked with Kate last week, and she's fucking amazing. Probably my favorite female comedian out there. Uh, And I don't like to... anyway. People are like, what do you mean? Can't you say she's your favorite, favorite comedian? No, she's not my favorite comedian. She's up there as, like, a great comedian I really like. But when it comes to female comedians, she's probably my favorite female comedian. Don't fucking twist my words, guys. I'm not trying to hate on women or belittle women. I'm just saying, you know, okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, opener February 17th and then I am at Absolute Comedy again, just doing some quick drop in spots. Um, I forget, I think March 5th and 27th, but don't quote me on that. Um, I'll have to relook at my calendar another time. Anyway, uh, for today guys, I think that's it. I think that was a good uh, stretching of the legs. I'm sorry if I kind of went all over the place and just rambled. Oh, shit, we're only at 27 minutes. I'm going to make it to 30. You know what? Fuck it. I'm making it to 30. Let's find something else I could talk about here for a second. Um, I don't know if you guys uh, do this or if you're big readers or, or whatever, right? I don't know who's listening to this podcast. Uh, but I like I like reading. I like the idea of books. I have more books than I've read, um, <laughs> which is probably a problem of mine. But it's it's difficult. Um to just sit down and read for, like, an hour. This is going to sound like an ad, but it's not an ad. I'm getting absolutely no money for this podcast. Um, But I got Audible not too long ago, and uh, I didn't realize, like, how much of an important thing it would be in my life. And, like, important is a strong word, but, like, I got Audible, which is about 15 bucks a month or whatever, and I canceled my cable. Um... Not, not that i had to necessarily but i canceled my cable i got the audible and i'm saving what 50 some bucks a month or whatever it is and uh i gotta be honest with you the so with audible you get a, a credit every month that you can use on any audiobook so like i got the stephen fry uh, narrated the entire sherlock holmes collection it's like 130 some dollar collection i got it for one credit you know it's fucking amazing and it's a, it's a, something i listen to almost every night going to bed it's uh, it's great, but then there's all these other books. Like I listen to different podcasts, like the Joe Rogan podcast or Sam Harris or whoever, and they always have these authors on or people who've written books, and you hear about the book and you're like, oh, that's really neat, and you're like, oh, I would like to read that, but you're never going to go to Chapters and pick up that book and buy it, or it's very unlikely. Um, but with this Audible, I get a free credit every month, and well, free, right? Like I'm paying, it's like you look at it like you're paying fifteen dollars a month for a book. That's how I like to think about it. And then if there's other books that you want, then you you pay the extra for you know whatever. Or you could, I think they have this thing where you can buy like a bunch of credits and then use those on individual audiobooks as well. But I just do the one book a month because I figure if I'm reading a book a month, that is way better than I've ever done in my entire life. And I know I'm not reading; I'm listening, but I'm, I'm retaining the information. And with Audible, uh, it's a lot easier for me to go over a book again so if there's like a i'm trying to think of uh, one right now um uh, the war of art by Stephen pressfield great piece of book and it, it's something that really motivates me to to get things done and and to get moving um i've listened to it probably like five or six times i don't know if i would have read it five or six times you know what i'm saying and like the things he's talking about was really able to set in as well as not necessarily that book because steven pressfield isn't narrating it but um uh books like a lot of sam harris's books he's narrating malcolm gladwell narrates all his books and you get all the right inflections when they're reading it and uh anyway it's completely changed my not changing ah, you know what i'll dare to say it's kind of changing my life this audible thing and being able to at least um absorb and take in the information where i wasn't doing it before I had the I wanted to I'm buying the books I have the fucking stacks of books but sitting down to do the reading is uh there's just too much going on in the world um but I like taking walks I walk to and from my day job when I can I uh, I walk to the comedy club whenever I can so I throw on my headphones throw on the audiobook and fucking away we go and it is like I said it is one of the most valuable things I've done recently um I also got the waking up app uh the waking up course by Sam Harris Um, I'm only on day one or uh, day two. I did day one yesterday, so I can't tell you how if it's important or not. But um, I figured I cancel the KO, might as well get something to better myself, you know. And uh, the waking up app is what I'm trying to rewire the brain, get myself, you know, healthy. Uh, I'm exercising, trying to get my body healthy, but we got to get our brains healthy as well. And I'm, you know we're gonna see if this waking up app is gonna help with that uh, so maybe check that out too again it sounds like I'm giving you guys ads right now but I'm not getting paid by anybody but if you happen to work for audible and you really liked the way I described uh, your service then hey hit me up I wouldn't mind a few free credits a couple more audiobooks let's do this The last one I us do was the BC Boys book it was great Also, uh, Happy by Darren Brown was another good book. Recommend checking that out. Um, And, yeah, guys, I think that's it for today. All right? I I, I broke the half an hour mark. I know I was all over the place. Um, But, yeah, I think, you know, I've got to do this more and more, once a week, every week. You know, talk about this. uh, Talk about this. (laughs) Just randomly talk about things that's going on. And uh, we'll see how it evolves and see what it changes to, if it changes into anything. Um, But, yeah, thanks again, guys, for listening. Uh, You could uh, visit uh, my website, sociallychallengedchris.com. Socially Challenged Creations on YouTube, and you'll get the um, cooking show. I'll be putting up all my podcasts and stuff, even though they're audio only on YouTube as well. We'll put a static image, and I might do a little video intro. I'm not sure yet. Um, but yeah, check out the YouTube, check out the f- webpage, uh, you can find me, Chris Tim's Comedy on Facebook, I'm um, Tim's Comedy on the Twitter, I'm not really good at the social media, but I'm working on it, I'm hoping by the end of the week we get, uh, we'll get things in a full swing, and, um, that's it, guys, that's it, thank you very much again for listening, hope you guys come on back, and, uh, much love. Enjoy your day. Bye-bye.